Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Off Point. My name's Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. And today we are talking about alcohol and drinking. Um, obviously being British, um, we're both, well, we're not anymore. Um, we've kind of grown up with alcohol as a sort of social thing. Um, and, you know, like my condition of ADHD means that I tend to um, be prone to these sort of behaviours where it's nice to kind of get out your head a little bit. Um, so a bit of background on it. Um, my drinking has been pretty consistent since I was a teenager. Uh, I'd say that I consume a little bit over the limit. Um, the, the, rec the NHS recommends you have 14 units a week. I'd say I easily double that on an average, well, not an average week, but you know, like quite easily, quite often. Right. Would would graze more than that, I would say. How about you? Um, I, I was like that as well. At one point, I was drinking, what, a litre of whiskey a week, Bloody a hell. couple of bottles of wine a week. Within um, the same week, yeah, within the okay, same yeah, week. That's a lot worse than what so, I was talking about. What I was doing is, um, I wouldn't drink during the week because obviously I have work and everything. But then, like, when as soon as Friday hits, I would do my weekly shop on Friday, and it was like got to a point where it was like a routine of just hit buying a bottle of whiskey or rum, like a litre of that, a couple of bottles of wine, and then just drinking from Friday night until Sunday night. Fuck. So I was doing that consistently for I don't know. Uh, about a couple of years still. Really? Yeah, so I was doing that. Still managed to get a wife? Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. Well, 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 that's a blind eye and a yeah. half. Well, I wasn't like, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wouldn't consider myself like an alcoholic or anything like that. It's just, I have a, have a high tolerance, so that, that well, yeah, I'm built like a brick shit yeah. house, so it's probably yeah. quite, I so mean, for that, those of you who aren't able to see, uh, Marlon's what, six foot eight, six foot six? No, I'm six foot, just under six foot six. How much do you weigh? Uh, I'm not gonna answer that now. I still got a bit of um, like COVID weight on. About nine, yeah. So you can easily we're over 100 kilos, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, over yeah 100, oh, definitely. Yeah. So I'm only about 85. Yeah. Um, you know, because I actually went on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, what at what point would you consider that you'd had an alcohol? Was was a point where you were like, I'm gonna stop drinking because I have an alcohol problem? Um, I had a couple of like health issues, not like majorly health health issues, but I mean, went to I had to, I had to go to the doctor a couple of times over for, for a few things. So that what kind of made I'm not gonna go directly into what happened, but that what sort of made me um sort of say I'm gonna get drinking. Straight. Yeah, yeah, that's that's quite British. yeah yeah. I mean, like, cause for me, it's um I've never really had a direct health issue. Yeah. I kind of know that it's looming there because yeah. I know that you know being consistent. I, I don't think I was thinking about this the other day, and I can't remember a week in which I haven't had a drink. Yeah, I just full stop. I mean, I think that maybe once or twice in the last fifteen years. Yeah. And that's crazy because it's like, but I think that, you know, off camera, we were discussing about why, because when we wrote this episode, it was quite an interesting point. And um, ironically, we were having a pint over it. Right. <laughs> and right now, you know, I'm having a, I'm having a gin and juice because yeah. it's kind of nice. Um, so like, I think that one of the things that we said was that um, it's got a lot to do with the social behavior in the UK yeah. and sort of Western cultures where I think that there's less of a stigma about it because yeah. it's more of a social thing everyone kind of lets their guard down a bit and i think in england we're all quite uptight yeah. we're not very open like americans or australians so i think having that little glass of wine or having you know going for a pint is like, like me and you me and you haven't met up that much since um your stag do yeah since the stag do which was um last november that's horrendous but um we met up a few months ago and um yeah we, we I, I was i quit drinking by that point but um we still went out for a drink so you had like you were drinking like beer. yeah i was drinking beers yeah. and you were having like a i don't know an expensive Spark ass sparkling water yeah I was having two sparkling. pounds for a sparkling yeah. water are you high yeah uh, you know i was like nope you haven't tapped well um, my point is there is that um just the whole culture behind it is like 
when you meet up with your friends, it's just oh, you gotta have to have a drink. So for me, it's been a bit weird because I would have I have other people that want to meet up. Like one of my, uh, my best man at my wedding wanted to meet up with me, but I, was like, I don't drink anymore, so I don't know what we're gonna do. Well, I mean, you have other cultures. Like I was living yeah. in Indonesia for a while, and they would go for a meal. But I think that in England, if you're going for a meal, it's gonna cost you about twelve pound a yeah. course. So you know, for a main, so it's like it's a lot cheaper. It's traditionally, I think, it was a lot cheaper. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like six pounds a pint in London, so it's yeah. not really cheap once you've had two pints. And I think we discussed um the whole social aspect about it in this country, where um well, for two blokes, two guys like me and you, it would be weird. weird if we went yeah. for a meal. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It would just be awkward. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's a it's an awkward. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going and do some sport thing, yeah. but if you're in a squash court playing squash, yeah, it's hard to talk. Exactly. It is. But um, so I think that you you hit that point where you're like, all right, that's it, I'm yeah. done. How are you finding being sober? Um, at first it was weird because it became part of my just routine. So it became like I wouldn't drink that much during the week. No. But then um, it it got to the point where like Friday, just buy my alcohol and start drinking. But it got weird when I hit that Friday. Now I was like, what do I do? Like I have no outlet for to to relieve my stress. I have nothing to um, what what do I do? That, that's when you got a bit weird because usually Friday, get all my alcohols together, start drinking. Mm. But it got weird where I have nothing. So I'm like, what do I have? Like get some peanuts, get some juice or something. Is it like almost like giving up smoking then? Like yeah. Where you have to kind of replace the habit with a different habit. Um, I don't know. When I, when I gave up, when I gave up smoking, cause I used to smoke um, occasionally as well. Mm. Um, I was just able to stop smoking. It wasn't really, part. I think it's the routine. Like, the routine of just doing something at the same time every day. I'm, I'm, I'm a person that loves my routine. I like yeah. to do things at exactly the same time every day. I have my coffee at the same time hmm. every day. I go to the gym the same time every day. I eat my dinner pretty much around the same time every day. So it's predictable. So yeah, I like I like my routine. I like to do things with a routine. I, without without routine, I go to shit. Oh, you see, yeah. I'm permanently I, I'm, I'm not per- routine. Yeah, I'm the type of person where like, when I don't have a routine, I completely go to, I fall apart hmm. without a routine just because I, I need order. If, as soon as I have no order, everything falls apart in terms of my... Do you find that gives you anxiety and you find yourself... I mean, when you say falls apart, what actually happens? Um, basically, without any routine for me, like, I won't go to the gym, I won't eat healthy, mm. I, won't do, I won't do what I'm supposed to do. For me to be productive, I need to find myself into a routine. Because I guess, I'm, I don't know... Maybe I'm a bit lazy. Maybe I'm a bit like I'm too lazy. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Look at when, yeah. you know you've set up all of this lot, so yeah. oh, it's not a lazy person. Yeah, I don't know what you would call it, but without that routine of me saying okay, I'm gonna do this at every every at the same time every day, mm. I start to fall apart. Without I don't know what why it is. It's just I'm I'm the type of person. Where I'm like, for example, I'm I'm, I'm having a cheat day this week weekend. Ooh, crazy times. Yeah, I'm having a cheat day, so I've been eating like. But like for me, I'm, my, my wife always goes to me like, "Why can't you just have a few things? Why do you have to go mental?" Yeah, and I'm um, like, "Once I'm got, once I'm off off the wagon, I'm off." Yeah, and that's I how mean, I am. So that's that's what I was doing. That's that's how I am with um the the whole the whole like how I am in life. Just once I'm once it, once things go bad, I go bad. I, I ride it to the wheels fall off. Yeah. So yeah, with the, with the whole drinking thing, it started off with like really small because I started my keto diet what two years ago. Mm. And you can drink on keto, but not that much. Yeah, it's quite heavy carbs. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not the carbs. You can find uh, you can find alcohol that has low carbs in it. Mm. But what um, alcohol does is a toxin. So your body has to stop its functions to deal with the toxin. So it stops you your ke- your ketosis to deal with the toxin in your body. 
So you kind of knock yourself out of ketosis because your body is trying to deal with this thing. This yeah, form, the poison. Yeah, yeah the form that poison in your system. So that's what that's why you, don't, you shouldn't really drink that much on keto, but you can drink. So uh, that's how I got into drinking um, red wine. You can have like a glass or two of red wine. Yeah. So do you uh, find that if you have a bottle in the house, you just can't ignore it? No, I've got, bo- it? I've got bottles right now. Oh yeah, we've got one right yeah. in front of us actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the irony. It's not that. It's, um, um, I guess with me, it just started on a Friday night when I, this is before we went into lockdown and everything. It started where I could just I'll have a glass. I have I'll, I'll buy a bottle of wine and have two glasses over the weekend, mm. and that was fine for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've got um, I'm a bit different. I'm more of a interest driven person because the way my brain works, and um, I think that because of that, like while I have basic routines and stuff like that, I find it very difficult to do the same thing twice. That's why, for example, um, when I do have a routine, it doesn't last longer than six weeks or three weeks. Um, I did, for example, go to have a thing on a Saturday where I'd go to the gym, do a class, uh, do yoga, and then do meditation, but that lasted about four weeks. Um, it was great for me. I really enjoyed it. But yeah. at the same time, like, you know, like then life just keeps getting in the way. Like, yeah. you know, crazy shit just keeps happening whenever yeah. I put my head above the parapet. Um, but with, um, yeah, with the drinking thing, I, I find that that is one of the very few routines in my life, but it's not constant. So, um, like, for example, I would have like my drinking. I mean, I can have, I've, I can easily sit with a bottle of whiskey in my living room and just not not go for it because I think a lot of it can be from boredom yeah but when you've like you know if you're sociable or if your emotions I think it's emotional because like you know I know that when I'm upset or when I'm depressed or whatever I'll drink more which yeah. I know is counterproductive yeah. because it just gives you the booze blues the next day yeah but it's hard because it's like um just because you're bored yeah you're like, sitting there it's like I've got to do something here my brain is yeah. pinging off and especially with the uh, ADHD thing before I was medicated it's um a lot of people with ADHD tend to um, self-medicate with booze and I think that had a lot to do with why I was always the most drunk right. or why I was always you know like on a night out for example at uni when we would go there I was always getting kicked out before anyone yeah. else because I'd get accidentally plastered uh, and I also because they didn't like me but yeah um, I guess with me um, it started just um, sort of escalated as I said I was only having one or two glasses mm. over the weekend and then it went from just the one or two glasses of wine to eventually having the stronger, stronger stuff and drinking more. So it was weird because I used to be the same like you. I used to have a, like a bottle of whiskey or whatever in the house. And then, unless I was going out or doing something, because I, I, I would only drink when I was socialising outside. Yeah, that's so, really good. Yeah. It's a bit like smoking, so, isn't it? It's yeah. like, you know, you can have a social ciggy, but it's when you start having one for breakfast. Yeah, exactly. So that's, how I, I, that's, that's the change that happened for me. So I, I went from, I could have a bottle of whiskey or whatever in the house and hmm. and that'd be fine if there for months if I don't go out for months. Did you find that living with your wife has changed that habit or helped to change that habit? Um, I don't know. I started the habit when I was at my mum's just having a glass or two of wine on the yeah. weekend. I mean, that's I quite know, normal. Yeah. That's very normal. I know, it was very normal. Yeah, I mean, like, but then I guess um, that combined with a bit of um, depression as well mm. kind of created like, I started um, increasing the amount of alcohol that I was having. So I went from yeah. having just a glass or two of wine to having a glass or two of whiskey and then having half a bottle of whiskey on a Friday night instead of... It's not, yeah, really. it's not I mean, that that's, much. That's, no, but that's a weird thing. Is yeah. that I'm saying it's not that much because yeah. I know that when I had... Uh, when my ex-fiancé yeah. broke up with... Well, when I had a breakup with my ex-fiancé, it was in uh, late December. By Christmas, I drank a bottle and a half of cognac in... A, no, yeah. I drank a bottle of cognac in a day and a half. And my brother just sat there next to me. I was playing PlayStation, being yeah. a miserable shit, trying my best not to cry my eyes out. And um, I was really hurt by that. And um, I don't think I've ever hurt like that before. Oh. But then, um, yeah, it was it was really weird because it was like, you know, I didn't even, I was just doing it to numb that emotional yeah. response. And I yeah. think that 
instead of but I think that that's the issue though really is that when you're having a hard time in life it's easier to tr you try to escape not just yeah. you can't escape your environment uh, when you can't escape your environment you try to escape your head yeah. and I think that that's why you end up with a lot of people who are on the streets you know who, who do become substance because just because they've got all that time in, yeah. to do nothing in yeah. and what are you supposed to do you can't you know you have to kind of either get into or out of your head yeah and that's the really difficult thing. I think mental health has a lot to do with the way people drink. Yeah. But I also think because of the repressive nature of our society, yeah. uh, socially repressive, because, you know, for example, faux pas can be so subconscious that other cultures don't pick up on it. I know right. that I've got a few friends who are foreign. I'm still teaching sarcasm to my French friend. She's lived here five years. They don't years. get it, no. It, well, she's getting it. She'll get there. I'm very proud of her. But, um, you know, like, but it's... Um, it's it is that kind of thing. Anyway, um, and I guess that's it. Um, I guess what I'm um, talking to my doctor and he's like, "How much units of alcohol do you have per week?" And I couldn't even tell him how much, and I kind of just sort of told him how much I was drinking. But and he could he couldn't even calculate it off the top of his head. Yeah, how much. it's meant to be exactly. fourteen units. Yeah, I think it's twenty one for men or fourteen. No, for I think men. they've brought it down to fourteen for everybody. Just okay. they set the bar nice and low, then everyone feels guilty. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you couldn't even calculate how much I thought that I'm drinking. He's like, oh, you're drinking way over what you're supposed to be drinking. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And and um, yeah, you just got to the got got that there was that. But, um, but there's always that excuse. It's always yeah. like a different birthday party or yeah. there's different things going on that yeah. weekend or it's I, just even just I, one of those it just happened yeah you know? and i don't think um I, i'm not planning to give up alcohol forever it's just no. for a period of time just like it just like give my body a chance to recover and just yeah kind of just resume normal drinking habits i think it's dangerous when you're going through something in your life to go um, to have alcohol as a crutch mm. i think once you once you get over how um learn to deal with certain things in your life then you can like resume to drinking normally or whatever mm. i think when you're going through certain issues in your life like alcohol co uh, combined with that can be very um dangerous really so you're saying that stress is a major factor to your drinking as well because I, I think find that is i think like especially with lockdown because um you're oh working, yeah that was horrible you're work, yeah you're working from home and um mostly uh, um what one going into into this episode but i had issues with my job so i'm working from home i'm going through hell with my job but i'm it's in my home i mean it was basically gaslighting yeah so. So it's in my home, I'm trapped. I have nowhere to really go. So I'm working in my home. I'm literally living in my workplace, living in hell. Yeah, that's hard. And um, the only way to escape is like to drink. Yeah, because yeah, so you're not allowed like, outside. Yeah, exactly. You're not allowed to go anywhere. And so we got from, as I was mentioning, I was drinking on the Friday all the, all the way through to the Sunday. But then occasionally it started creeping in the week, like on a Tuesday, Shit. Wednesday, Thursday. Was that when your wife was a bit like, all right, enough did, did, was it did she have a factor in this or was it um, independent she did she was saying it but then i'll kind of like be like oh you know I don't, i'm like i don't have a problem i can stop whenever yeah, I want. yeah it has to come from yeah. you i think i think yeah. it's when you sort of sit there and you realize hang yeah. about i shouldn't be throwing so up she would say it and i'll kind of i'll kind of shut her down mm. and i um i don't i still don't think i have a problem drinking I could, I no you clearly don't because otherwise yeah. you wouldn't be able to just give yeah. it up for six yeah. months i mean that's i don't think i have a problem it's just you'd be on the i think it was causing i think it caused the problem it was causing the problem but i don't think i have a problem with alcohol so you would you say that you kind of dealt with your drinking as part of sort of trying to build yourself or would you say that it kind of became a point where you sort of found yourself feeling like you hit rock bottom in a way but that's a, such a cliche yeah. i don't think i hit rock bottom i just felt like it was like it was causing health issues causing other problems so i'm like why continue doing it yeah i think yeah. i found the same thing with smoking yeah. i used to smoke quite a lot in indonesia i still you know have yeah. quite a few cigarettes more than i'd like to admit but um i think that i mean what i found with smoking and drinking and stuff because i was in indonesia it was very difficult to get hold of beer at points yeah. 
because they kept changing the laws to make it more and more difficult. But I gave up smoking completely from October through till January uh, of 2014, 2015, I don't know. But I had a lot of drama going on as always. Um, And I found that I drank more. So I started leaning on, I'd probably go from like coming back from school, I was a teacher, to come back from school at sort of like four or five in the afternoon because we started at six. And I just kind of find myself a bit bored. Couldn't really go outside for a cigarette because there's no point. Um, it was hot in my living room, so I'd just be like, all right, well, I don't want to sit here and watch TV because nothing on TV. It's before Netflix even. And um, I ended up just like, well, okay. Um, you know, like just had a, one beer and then one beer turned into two beers. And, you know, the next thing you know is it's a lovely sunny day, but, you know, you're kind of half drunk and it's a Tuesday. Right. Um, but I think though that, yeah, when I took, when I started smoking again after my best mate came over in that January and, you know, like, and I kind of fell back into smoking a little bit for a while. And I found that I drank less under those circumstances. But then you have that social element, like we were saying, where it's like, do you want to go for a meal slash drink? Yep, sure. And there's like, the next thing you know, is eight people around you. It's hard, especially with the whole drinking culture. Yeah. I can only just imagine. That's why I've been avoiding meeting up with certain people because I can only imagine going out with people and I'm like, I'm not drinking. They're like, come on, just have a drink. Just, yeah. have, one, just have one, just have one. And yeah, then, people find it difficult. Yeah, people, like, don't, people don't understand why you're stopping and then you don't really want to explain why you're stopping. It becomes, it becomes a whole big old thing. Yeah. And, in a bit like I don't know it it might be also to do with them because it's like I found that when I was in Germany with my ex who was Indonesian she was she wasn't a drinker she never would drink anything she'd have like two sips of beer and be plastered like embarrassing like sort of carrier home type wasted um, after like a a quarter of a beer so we would drink I I was like well let's go for a beer together because that's our culture and she was like okay let's go for a beer and then we sat in this beautiful bar lovely place lovely big German beer uh, you know and she bought me a beer and I was like, well, you're not having one. She goes, no, you enjoy your beer. Hmm. And I sat there with a pint feeling super awkward yeah. just because it felt a bit like drinking was now a th- yeah. thing and it wasn't, you know, it was just normal behavior. Yeah. But because she wasn't drinking, yeah. I felt like I was doing something a bit naughty. Yeah. It's a bit like if I'd sparked a joint in there or something yeah. like that. And you're just like sitting there. It's like, you know, like, no one gives a shit, but you still kind of, you know, you feel like a bit awkward about it. And I'll be honest with you as well. Like, I haven't said any, I haven't said this to anybody else, but I mean, um, the reason why I didn't meet up with you guys, I think, when did you guys meet up a few months ago? No, not really. I don't remember. I think you guys met up. With, did we? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen us in a while. Haven't you? I don't think I went. He but anyway, the reason why drink. I said I was busy, but I wasn't actually busy. I was, oh, <gasps> you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> they don't actually know I did. How dare you, sir? But So basically, um, my friends from university wanted to meet up. I told them I was busy when I wasn't really busy. It's just because I didn't meet up with them because I didn't want to drink. That's the that's the whole po- whole reason that's I thought I was bit. busy. Yeah, and I, did, I, did, I just didn't want to go into that I'm not drinking. I mean, yeah, but then again, I don't think anybody would would have cared. It would yeah. have been like, all right, well, he's just having Coca Colas instead of. No, but I think it would have been an issue that oh, you're not drinking and all that, and then it would have been like trying. Yeah, I think it would have been more to, a question. Trying to that like, push you into drinking. I was just worried about that, so I've just thought let me oh, remove yeah, myself yeah. from the equation. And um, I don't think there's any special events coming up in terms of going out. So I think I'll be safe for the few months. But I mean, that's part of the reason why I didn't want to come out because. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it can be very awkward. Yeah. Um, but I think, again, that relates to the whole social thing. And I think that, you know, like the big question really is like, you know, like, is it an individual thing and is it? Because it's like, I think that either it's an emotional crutch to use something that's kind of, that's going to change the way your brain works or it's going to be a social circumstance in which it seemed acceptable yeah. around you. And I think though that, I mean, equally though, it's a bit like diet, it's a bit like becoming a vegan. Yeah. It's like, ugh, it restricts where you can and can't go. Yeah, it does really, does that. Because obviously not to go on about keto again, but um, 
Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that, that does it, um, impact um, in terms of social behavior. If you, for example, if you say, "Oh, let's go to an Italian or a pizza um, restaurant," yeah. I might, I might have to say, "I can't go just because I know I won't be able to eat anything there." Yeah, like maybe a salad or something. Yeah. In which case, it's a bit shit if yeah. everyone else is getting these delicious pizzas. Yeah. But then again, I think that's more of a personal choice. Yeah. But it's also so it's not drinking. But I think that. You know, like yeah, it'd be a bit sometimes I tried to cut you. Like sometimes you're just exhausting explaining yourself. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, sometimes so sometimes I would just like I'm just not going because I can't. I just don't want to explain. I just say I can't. I'm busy or something because it's just exhausting sometimes explaining yourself that I don't want to drink. I don't want to eat this food. If I go out with you guys, I'm gonna be tempted to eat this. Yeah, drink this. But I mean, is that more important than the company you're keeping? That's the other issue. Is yeah. it? It's like, would you rather kind of do this for yourself? Yeah. And maybe your friends would be disappointed, or maybe not invite you out the next time. Of course, we will. Yeah. But you know, like, or is it sort of you know, like, because that that's also the kind of thing you face. It's like, you know, it, is this worth doing for me to this extent that yeah. my friends might be impacted by my decisions? Yeah. I think that. I mean, well, my brother's we're, not gonna, we're, not gonna, so. we're not gonna invite him out because he's not gonna wanna come <laughs> well yeah I mean like, that's kind of the yeah. way it ends up being but I don't think that that would be the case yeah. because it's obviously you know like you're doing it for a reason we yeah. just need to make sure that everyone understands what the crux is I mean yeah. I think that if I turned around to you guys and said look I've got liver cancer <laughs> I can't drink um, I don't think I'd lose any friends under the circumstances like, but, what, what's wrong with you yeah, yeah. come on you pussy <laughs> uh, you know it's only a bit of cancer yeah. <laughs> prick get a donation man <laughs> yeah George, exactly it's like come on you can have half of my liver oh, yeah, George Jesus Christ no but I really hope it doesn't get to that stage I think yeah. though that sometimes like when we get used to doing stuff it you know I mean like it, it becomes a little habit and that little habit becomes routine as you say and then you know you're not so much dependent on that but it's more like an easy sort of mental sort of pathway anyway i think we've gone on about this long enough what about you yeah i think we've covered like pretty much everything everything yeah, yeah. okay so what's your opinion on uh, on drinking and why do you drink let us know in the comment section below or just i don't know like, do we have an email oh we we do have an email yes. all right don't email that because the internet's mean <laughs> it's really mean just find it and tell us what you know your yeah. opinions um, I also want to mention that um, we're going to um, start a new YouTube channel. The, our current YouTube channel, we've kind of um, repurposed it for my cooking channel. So go, Selfish bastard. Yeah, we're going to start a new um, cook, a new YouTube for this channel. Um, I'm also looking to um, uh, add a, f- a few other podcasts to the YouTube channel as well, so check that out. So hopefully by the time you hear this episode, we'll have a bunch of new content. We're gonna, I'm going to put our old episodes on, on, this new, on this new YouTube channel. Plus these episodes, so just look out for that and in the future. It will damage my career. <laughs> um, lovely. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Um, pleasure talking to you. Bye. Bye.